Peter awoke and dressed as Liliana lay asleep. Their second night together after a day of laying about Peter's rented room and enjoying their company was his catharsis, his release from his self-imposed grieving. Peter wanted to wake her, but their unending physical interludes of coupling and reaching their climaxes, sometimes together, had exhausted her. Liliana needed sleep. Peter, though, was too excited, ecstatic even, about their affair. Liliana had curled herself upon one large pillow over which her hair cascaded. Its luster entrapped the light as if the light wanted to be bound. Her face glowed too. Peter could not stop gazing at her profile. Although his plane would leave in the early evening, he sensed their relationship had just started. Soon he would leave for Lviv and then Warsaw, his next project. In the prior days he had spoken of his departure, but he pained to think he had to leave her at this moment. Breakfast started out alone for Peter. The landlady had set out plates of hard-boiled eggs, cheese, and salami, and laid dried fruit on the sideboard. Coffee was not an option, but hot tea was. Peter thought he would get fresh coffee at the train station before departing, but this idea burned him like acid. He foresaw the motions of his departure, while his heart remained upstairs with Liliana. Not long after Peter started his tea, Liliana was downstairs, wearing nothing but a dressing gown she had found in their bedroom closet. She sat in front of Peter and smiled. The thin fabric showed the outline of her breasts, which Peter gently touched as a reminder of their passionate night. Her smile widened, for again she desired Peter, excited from his tenderness. I don't think it's good for me to leave, Peter started. Oh, not so, dear love, Liliana responded. You have the express train to Borspil Airport to catch, but in so many days you'll be back. Here, she said, and pointed to her heart. Her lips parted and she kissed Peter's mouth. His consciousness swept away in the flood of her chemistry. Are you okay coming with me to the train station? He asked, knowing she would gladly help. Crazy man, Liliana laughed. You know that answer, so why did you ask? She teased him the way an old couple affectionately argues, knowing there is nothing in the words. Breakfast finished, then a quick bath, and Peter and Liliana were on their way in a taxi. However, first she must retrieve Peter's book in German she had left at her home. Driving up, the taxicab stopped at the curb of the Vasilenko house. Speaking to a neighbor, Mrs. Vasilenko stood outside the front, but turned in time to see her daughter and the stranger exit the cab. Liliana asked the driver to wait while she retrieved Peter's gift, the rare book she had purchased on their singular day out. Liliana introduced Peter as Dr. Williams, but as Mrs. Vasilenko spoke no English, Liliana quickly excused herself with the explanation that Dr. Williams had limited time and she must retrieve his gift. Mrs. Vasilenko did not speak to Peter, but Peter smiled to be polite. Unimpressed by Dr. Williams, the matriarch reacted by speaking aloud to a worker hidden on the side yard. Indeed, she had called Maxim, who instantly came. Mrs. Vasilenko explained in Ukrainian who the stranger was, at which introduction Maxim spoke in English. I am Maxim, he stated, as he extended his hand, which Peter shook. Dr. Williams, he replied. You know Liliana, Maxim inquired, neither pleased nor displeased with Peter's acknowledgement, for Maxim already knew who Peter was through Mrs. Vasilenko's chinwag. Yes, I do, Peter limited his answer, unsure to whom he was speaking. I'm a gardener, Maxim fibbed. You garden? Not so much. 
It is a wonderful career, Maxim finished, full of beauty and life. Do you know what makes it so rewarding? Peter shook his head, hesitant of their conversation's direction. I put down in the earth something alive that will grow strong and stay where I put it. Years later, I can still see it there, in its rightful place. Peter was not impressed. Do you know, Dr. Williams, what a weed is? Maxim continued. Peter waited as he sensed some menace in Maxim's tone. A weed can be a beautiful thing, too. It is also sometimes useful, even perhaps rare, but it doesn't belong where it is growing and must be pulled out, roots and all. Maxim's face was calm, but his words were edgy. Peter caught his ancillary meaning and felt Maxim's presence presented a complication he had not foreseen. All the while, as Liliana's window was situated above the side yard, she listened to the full conversation while on her errand. Liliana reappeared where she had left Peter, and though she clearly understood Maxim's meaning, she acted as if she had not heard it. She grabbed Peter's arm, said goodbye to the others, and pulled Peter away without delay. As they re-entered the waiting taxi, Peter wore a puzzled face. Liliana was uncharacteristically silent, disturbed in her comfort and love for Peter. At the Kiev Pasajirsky train station, they waited inside as it was getting chilly in the waiting yard. Black and silvery billows, a massive mixture of cold and hot air that collided over the terrain, rolled down into Kiev from the far distant Carpathian Mountains. As black clouds intermittently obscured the sky, the young couple grew ill at ease. By the time the train entered the station, straining to break, Liliana was nearly crying with her loss. Maxim's words haunted her. You've been on my mind since the day we met, Peter began. We were learning to be friends here in Kiev. In my days away in Turkey, you were someone I reached for, hoped for, but now I know my own heart. You are much more. He pressed hard to say the right words, words not too sentimental, but true. Not too rigid or full of expectations, but an exact definition of his love for her and his hope to be with her for life. Liliana stopped him, though, as if she had read his next thought. She pressed her fingers against his lips and paused for the longest time. Peter's words clouded her thinking, but she did not permit them ingress into her heart. Indeed, she used the poison overheard in Maxim's discourse to block their access. Peter, my love, she started with some trouble in her voice. I cannot go to your America. My home is here. She cleared her throat and wiped a tear from her eye. She thought of her mother, the house, and the needs that surmounted them. I do not even know if I like your America, she rationalized. It was almost an appeal. She paused again to get her English right. The plant, the tears of Persia, brought us together, but she hesitated. The pearl has replaced it. In our special time, we brought life to the flower and rescued it from its loneliness. And I treasure your gift, but pearls have no life. Once it was a grain of sand, an irritant inside the oyster, but the grain has found its way into my life here in Kiev. Ileana blinked the cloud of tears away. She tried to piece together her meaning. Peter, an eternal tear is one no lover should give to his love. You are leaving and I will cry the rest of my life. As she spoke, tears rained down her cheeks. You do not fit here. She finished in sobs. Peter was struck lifeless by her declaration. Am I the weed of which Maxim spoke? He begged. It couldn't be happening to him. 
He was in love with Liliana, but she was leaving him at this moment. He did not understand why Liliana's symbolism in the pearl meant so much to her. It was only a gift, he choked out and gently touched the pendant pearl at her chest. I see that, Liliana assured him. She could not stop crying. But can you honestly say that you see your life here in Kiev or in Ukraine? Can you? Liliana was speaking of her security. Here my home is guaranteed. I'm not sure if I have ever had such a thing, Peter tried to answer. His lips began to tremble as he tried to clear his head. They labored to understand each other. As more tears fell, all Peter wanted to do was comfort her. The train's departure horn made Liliana put on a brave face, even though her foundation was shaking. Peter was kind, lovely, and during their time his conversation brought energy with endless observations. Furthermore, she could share her ideas for hours on end with him. She felt his hand move against her back as he drew her to him. I cannot hold on to something, she sobbed, that I cannot ask for. Don't say such things, he begged her. I don't have an answer now, but I will. We will write, we will call on the phone, I will open up my schedule. I'll ask for Kiev again at my work. We'll make up the lost time as well, he listed his plans. His enthusiasm, though, turned into an obsession as zeal for her overpowered him. He was indifferent to the obstacles of time, place, finances, and culture, yet his train was boarding. Peter started crying, too. He threw his baggage onto the step of the train and turned for one last embrace. They were lovers. No, they were the best of lovers, but they could not make time stand still. The rain clouds billowed overhead and a clap of thunder broke the scene. A second shrill alarm from the train's whistle signaled its immediate departure. Peter stepped up and Liliana kissed him once more. She was not able to stop heaving. In a moment, Peter was gone. Immediately, Liliana began to regret her words to Peter and doubt their truth.